guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time, primarily by uniting mission-driven humans. Today, we are going to be talking about 50 regrets. Everyone has over 50. I found this list when I had a running theme of humans in my life, myself included, being overly consumed by one thing. Maybe it was one goal, one thing we wanted, whatever. I knew we had to step back, talk about it, and let go of some of this all-consuming consumption of ideas of things we wanted and pull back because that will lead to regret. So when I was going through this list of 50 regrets that people are 50, I'm like, we got to talk about this because these are regrets we could all have right now regardless of what age you are. So let's pull back. Let's be aware. Let's go through this list. I'm going to run through it and I'll have it up. And there's an exercise at the end where you can address some of the things you are gracious for and some of the things you're hoping for. And we can shift our mindset back to a present, gracious, kind, seeking space. So all things can come in at the right time. We can live more in a present, kind space. Have a great day. Enjoy this cast and do the exercise at the end. Cheers. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm so excited to be here today with you. It is another solo cast. I'm going to be having a lot of these this year, I think, because it's you and I, and we are in it. We are in it this year in 2022 to level up. And today we're going to be talking about regrets. This is going to be titled 50 things people over 50 regret. I've been seeing themes in my life. And you know, when I start to see themes and whatnot, it's always through my lens. I have this urge to just get on the mics. We're going to talk about it. And this overarching theme is really about being overconsumed by one thing. I think at my age at 41, a lot of people are focusing on being married or being with somebody significant. Like that relationship piece is a huge, heavy emphasis from yourself, from society, from a lot of things. Or if you're in a relationship, there's a lot of conversation now in my world about getting out of it and getting on to the next thing or becoming single again, AKA divorce. So it's, I think I'm right in that in- internal stage of you know, what do we do in our life? Who we settling down with what's going on? I'm a little bit different of a wild animal. I've always had a different mindset and trajectory around relationships. I actually remember being younger and waiting for the day for all my friends to be married. So we, we went out. It didn't have to always be this huge, intense focus around finding a guy and dating and doing this. I'm like, can we just dance and have fun? And I was, I was at one point looped into that, you know, did he call? Did he coming? What's going on? But sometimes that over-consuming space happens, you're missing out on so much good that's going on around you. My personal lens wasn't really about relationships, but it was about competing. So, you know, my friends are probably like, we don't want to hear about the workout. We don't care what you did today. We don't know. I, did you make the team? Did you not? Like, okay, let's, did we get to the CrossFit games? Did we win the team? Like, uh, enough. So we, I wanted to just talk about really us building that awareness around being over-consumed by something that you know, it's not necessary. That balance, that tumor and tequila balance is not there. We need to pull out of it because I think when we are overconsumed by the wrong things, if something we're hoping for that we don't have or something that we want, it just takes over, likely we're going to have regrets down the road because we're missing it out. And I'm also spiritual, not necessarily the most religious person, but we constantly talk on tumor and tequila about things happening on a time. We have to show up. We got to be intentional. We got to worry about all the things we can control and so much that's going on in our world. We cannot control. So you have to let go. And I, I'm a big believer, especially around love, get to your best self, be open-minded, you know, worry about all the things you can control. But to me, love and relationships, even just friends and business relationships, you got to 
know that that other person is a variable. So you have to really let go of control there. Like you gotta be intentional, have your boundaries, know what you want and know that you're dealing with a whole other human. So you can't really control that, that space, hope and want, but let go. And if something's not happening, it's probably not happening for a reason. When I get in my level up mode and I really try to, you know, that you are the five people you're on the most, I get into documentaries and I want to watch like, Kevin Garnett, I just watched it. I just watched uh, Genius uh, with Kanye West. And there's an overarching theme of all these phenomenal humans, regardless of how you feel about the actual human, the stories that they have lived to tell are remarkable. And so many things are, it happened at the right time, or I, I was confident in myself before I was a star. I and mean, there's so many great running themes of all of these documentaries you can pull out and apply to your life. So I get in this documentary mode and I really started to see through these successful humans, how their path led to what their version of success. And so much of it was not controlled by them. It just happened. Kevin Garnett is a perfect example of that. He's He was trying to get his test scores up to get into a college to play basketball. He was the top recruit and he happened, he was having a bad day. He happened to go play at a gym or Michael Jordan was playing. This is, I mean, there's a different day and age and Isaiah Thomas happened to be there recruiting for the NBA. And so he was one of the first to go from high school straight to professional ball. And it changed the trajectory of his life. Had he not been there that day with Isaiah Thomas to see him, everything else would have been different. So he couldn't have planned for Isaiah to be there or have a great game with Michael Jordan. Like you just, some stuff, you just have to show up and be ready. And when opportunity strikes, you're there and that's it. So stay ready. And don't be over consumed with having your plan and sticking to it. Cause guess what? We, even if we have a plan and we do it all right, it's going to work out how it's going to work out anyways. So this podcast, 50 things people regret over 50, we're going to break it down. It doesn't matter if you're over 50 listeners or if you're 14, it doesn't matter. The point is let's check in with ourselves. Let's address some of these lists that they have as regrets and see where we can navigate around them right now and make a conscious change to control what we can control and sh and shift accordingly. It's really great stuff. This was brought to uh, me by bestlifeonline.com. I will post the full article. It was a 2016 study and a survey by an insurance, a German insurance company called Alliance. I'm not going to, it's Alliance. It's German, but it's German for Alliance. So K Alliance. I'm like, we have to, this is universe speaking. 32% of the respondents said they regretted major life decisions they made. So 32% might not sound like a lot, but that's just 32% that were telling the truth and of the people that they pulled. So, you know, if it's a hundred people, 32 of them have major regrets. I don't want to be one of those 32. I probably will. I think we'll all have some regrets in some capacity, but let's unpack these and go through it because I want all of us to identify something. I will have an exercise at the end of this, but identify something that's over-consuming in your life right now that we can learn to step away from a little bit, appreciate what's here and now. You still go for your goals, still have your intentions and pull back and appreciate everything we have right now because life is passing us by so quickly before you know it. Nine years from now, I'll be 50. I don't have these regrets. Like it's moving. So let's... Let's take a second. Let's pause. Let's go through these and let's see where we can shift in our own life. I think this will be a really good opportunity to pivot. And we'll make this one quick. Hy hypothetically, you know what my quick means. That's two hours. Just kidding. It'll be two hours. Okay. Number one, not doing more for others. A little altruism can go a long way when it comes to avoiding regret later in life. The, re the results from a lines survey suggests that more than a fifth of people would prioritize volunteering if they had more time. They say, contributing to society by volunteering, supporting causes, or in some way of making a difference in the community, or the state, or the world is widely valued. They realize they did not do anything, if they did realize they did not do anything significant with their life, uh, it was a very common regret, says a postgraduate physician, a psychiatric resident, Patricia Clean, an MD. And if you're eager to give back, 
they give you a list of things you can do. I don't think this needs to be a grandiose gesture. Just do small things. Go volunteer at your kid's school. Maybe pick up a practice at their athletic team. Do something for the church in your neighborhood. Maybe volunteer extra time with your family. These can be small things. Um, and I also want you to recognize as I go through this list, we'll go through all of them. I won't read the little breakdown, but I want you to realize a theme or themes that are happening. It's a lot about giving back. It's a lot around, around relationships. And I think the through line of all this is all that really matters at the end of the day is how we treat people, including our relationship, including our family, including our friends. So drink that in. Number two, not nurturing good relationships. Relationships don't always work out and it's really easy on either part, barely easy on either party involved. Unfortunately, many people realize too late they could have done more to keep their relationship healthy. People regret how they treated their spouses, parents, or children, whether that was neglectful and dis dismissive treatment or in some way abusive, says Clean, the same doctor. And for more great information, again, they give you a sign up. They're going to give you a lot of points to keep reading. It's a little bit of clickbait, but we're here and we see it. We're moving on. Number three, not ending abusive relationships sooner. Of course, not every relationship is a good one. And many people find themselves regretting the time they wasted on partners who didn't value them or were abusive. People feel regret for letting the relationship last as long as it did, said licensed therapist Eric Patterson, LPC. If they had to do it all again, they would have ended the relationship for the first indication of trouble. This is a hard one. I think you have to learn over life. And in time, you recognize when something's not working for you. And shout out to Core Values that is up on KO Alliance and Tumor and Tequila right now. If you want to dig into what's important for you, I will say this throughout the entire year and probably the rest of my life, do your core values so you know what matters to you. And sometimes you don't know this. As simple as it seems like, oh, I know I feel I've listened to my gut or you're good at stuff. You really got to like sit down and have something tell you this is what you care about so you can see and then keep that lens in your back pocket. I have the like top core three top three core values in the back pocket of every decision I make because I can help me streamline is this going to work out is this person a fit is this job a fit you know what is is this really in a fit with who I am and it streamlines so much process. So get to that understanding early because you don't want to waste any time. You don't want to waste any time in the wrong relationship because it's so impacting on you as a person, your self-confidence, the way you view the world, the way you treat others, get the negativity out of here. Number four, not asking that person out. Get out there, y'all. It doesn't matter. It, that kickback, the person that rejects you in five years, probably in 10 minutes, it's not even gonna matter. So go out there. They say, wondering about something that could have changed the course of your life is not abnormal for folks over 50. Decades later, you may find yourself thinking about what would have happened if you had been brave enough to ask that cute classmate out in high school. Well, I don't know about high school. That was a long time ago for me, but... I don't know. Maybe it's something you're doing now. Maybe it's an adult pottery class or just being out of the bar. I don't know. Lean out there, ask them out there. Who cares? It could be changing. And if it's not good, you do ask it. It turns into something bad. Cut it off. We learned that from number three. Number five, letting the passion die. Few relationships can indefinitely maintain the passion they had in their first weeks or months, but end up leading to leading us to some serious regrets. According to 2012 research from Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management, 18.1% of study subjects cited romantic relationships as the biggest source of regret. And if you want to improve your life, they send you to something. 18% were the romantic relationship was your biggest regret. I'm not going to lie. This is at points in my world when I have not, well, my romantic relationships really were a sport. So I shouldn't like try and give myself a gold star here, even though I'm going to. Relationships consume us in every which way. So pull back. I, I'm not against it. I'm for it. We just have to keep this balance. My romantic relationship with sports and obsessed with competing or whatever, I, it, it is romantic and it stomped on my heart and made my heart many times. 
it was not balanced, but we're here to balance it now. And thank you, School of Kellogg, for clumping me with that 18.1%. Let's take a breath on these romantic relationships and get some clarity here and make sure it's worthwhile. Because I actually think it can be the best thing in your life, but we got to be balanced. Number six, being an, 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 being, being an attentive partner, inattentive partner. Oh my goodness, inattentive. Uh, this one you're not paying attention for anyone that can't understand what the hell I'm saying. When you're in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, it's unlikely that you'll look back fondly on those nights you spent tolling, toiling away at work while your partner tried to connect with you. We cannot turn back the clock and build better relationships, says Colorado-based psychologist and life transition expert, Elisa Robin, PhD. So pay attention now. Like if you know you should be doing something more for your teammate, your partner, your workmate, whatever, do it. This is your warning from the universe. Get off the computer. Number seven, getting divorced. Divorce can be the best choice for a couple, but can also be the source of regret later on if it's too hasty or too hostile. In 2016, survey by AVVO, 27% of women polled admitted they regretting their they regretted their divorce, while 39% of men said the same thing. Woof, that's a lot. Those are huge chunks to be regretting divorce. I don't it doesn't really specify. Well, it says hasty or hostile, so maybe too soon or it was too aggressive. These are really big decisions. The disillusion of anything, like getting out of a job or even a friendship or moving to a new gym, you always want to handle, I hate to make it corporate sounding, but your exit strategy planned and as unemotional as possible, especially if there's kiddos or other bigger things happening. These humans are likely going to be in your life in some capacity for the rest of your life. So if you have to take some time and go exercise the emotions, energies, demons somewhere else, and then separate the business decision, the divorce from the emotions, please do so because it impacts so much around it. And I'm, I'm a product of divorce. My parents divorced later in life and I actually appreciate it was a process, but I appreciate how they could come back together. We still have holidays and some common grounds and they were always respectful for us. And I think that was massive for myself and my siblings. Number eight, staring married for your kids. Now here's the flip side of it. Don't stay in it if it's not the right space. While giving up on your marriage too quickly may be a regret for some, many others find themselves wishing they'd left a bad relationship sooner. Licensed marriage and family therapist Elizabeth Goldberg says among her patients, staying in a bad marriage is the number one regret of people over 50. And while couples say they stay married for their children, Goldberg cautions against doing so. Children of divorce often say they wish their parents separated sooner. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't say sooner for my parents, but I think... I was old enough to know I, that they weren't happy and it was time for them to move on. And I guarantee you our young humans of this day and age know the same thing. Our kiddos are so aware and so understanding and they're so ahead of their time. They know, and I guarantee you parents, parents, humans of my age, your happiness matters and your kids want to see you happy. Even if you think this picture perfect married family works, they want you guys happy. I know I certainly did. So take time for you. So that's perfect, eloquent balance between seven and eight of getting divorced and then staying married for your kids. You got to know what really means to you. Again, core values, do them so you can understand what you authentically want and then make the right choice accordingly. Number nine, holding on to grudges. Sure, it may feel good to protect yourself by holding on to a grudge after someone has wronged you, but odds are you'll live to regret it later. Few people go to their grave thinking, I'm so glad I stayed angry at that person. We hold on to our own wounds and sorrows when we do not forgive, says Robin. Often we forget that we were we were, we often forget what we were even upset about or realize the what it was in the scheme of life or if it was even a minor hurt. This is true. I've spent a lot of time over the past five years letting go of some things that pissed me off and 
just moving on. And honestly, once you kind of address it and move forward or time passes, you really don't care. Or I don't care. Then there's been some pretty <laughs> shitty betrayals in the mix of my world and stuff I really wish would have went differently. And on the flip side of that, I learned so much about myself again, core values. I should have, had I done them then and understood, I probably wouldn't have even had those humans or situations in my world, but Hey, we're here to learn. We're here to move on. And I think some of those really big, big breakdowns are our biggest lessons and they lead us to the right situations, the right business situation, the right partner, the right gym situation, whatever. So appreciate all the ones that wronged you, forgive them, let them go, let them fly. It's not that big a deal. Once you've unpacked it and understand the lesson that comes with it. Cause again, I think it's putting us towards the right direction. I can certainly attest to that personally. Number 10, not preparing their kids for independence. OMG, as a coach, I second this on all levels and I love my kiddos. This article adds, many parents find themselves regretting choices they've made, but few weigh, weigh, weigh on themselves as heavily as they did for their lack of foresight when it came to preparing their kids for childhood or for adulthood. We do a lot of pampering with this generation and we forget to teach life skills, says therapist Stacey Haynes, EDLPC. This is part of the inspiration we started to and tequila. It's not to call out our parents at all because you know they're just trying to do the most for us and provide us with everything they probably didn't have and just be the best parents they can. And being a coach, let them fly, kick the kids out of the nest, let them fail, let them burn their hand on the burner or whatever it is. So they learn and the kids are resilient. They understand all my independent kiddos. So I love sports so much because it fosters life skills. The coach, the parent isn't there when I'm coaching. I don't talk to the parent. Like if the kid needs something, they email me, they reach out to me or whatever. Even if this is an adult, even if it's over 25, I don't, we don't need to be talking to our parents or getting life advice. I mean, if they're one of your friends at this point, my parents certainly are great. But now's the time you need to step into your adult space, make your own decisions, even at 13, 14, or even younger, teach them responsibility, let them go. All my little athletes, they know how to be on time. They don't have the practice gear, little stuff so that they can now start fostering these life skills early on. So by the time they're in college or whatever, they get the joke and they're not 35 texting their mom. Where is, where's my pants? Where did I leave my shoes at home? No, 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 We're not, we're moving on from that. But I have faith in our young people. I think they, they get the joke and they're going to be running stuff very soon. 11, not spending more time with your kids. You've probably heard the old adage about parenting. The days are long, but the years are short. In many cases, one of the biggest regrets parent, parents have is not spending more time bonding with their children when they had the chance. Many people regret spending too much time at work and not enough time with their kids, says Robin. We often focus on providing or perhaps succeeding, but forget that our families will not be with us forever. I think my mom did a really, and dad did a really good job about taking every second to be with us. And we were a lot, there's four of us, God bless him. And we had a lot busy schedules, like most families nowadays, and they really did a good job balancing it out and showing up. And even as we've gotten older, that was still a priority. So I've even carried that through with my dogs. I have a dedicated two hours, basically per day. We walk, they get time and energy. I focus at that. I try and get off my phone. My one Colette hates when I'm on my phone, she'll literally put my paw, her paw over my phone and kind of walk it away. So I, I do have this constant narrative of focusing on them because you know, your pups, you really don't get them that long. That's all I'm gonna talk about there. Cause you know, I'll get a mosh. Um, but your kids aren't even there that long. So you are at, at home. So you gotta really be present and be in the mix with, their phases of life because it does move so fast. And that's the other part of coaching I really love because they're a freshman coming in and they're senior and it's they go from zero to 90 to adult. It's pretty amazing. 
Number 12, spending, I'm sorry, number 13, trying to live up to your parents' expectations. Having a good relationship with your parents can be a wonderful thing. However, trying to live up to their expectations, no matter the personal cost, is a major source of regret in many people's lives. According to the Alliance study, a shocking 35% of respondents admitted they wish they had pushed more of the things they wanted to do and not just the ones expected of them. Do you ever wonder why some people have a midlife crisis at 50? Asked Robin. It's because we have bent to the pressures of fitting into our families or cultures, expressions and one expectations and wonder if it was worth it. I do think the younger generation's better about this because they give less of an F of what everyone else thinks. So cheers to that. I think we got to pull back and again, question ourselves core values. You're going to hate me saying this by the end of this cast, but what do we really want to be doing? Is this our parents' expectations, the society's expectations? I promise you, if I was married with kids right now, or had a few kids, it more than likely, I mean, 99% would have been because I felt like I should be doing it. I, it was something I was supposed to do. I have no regrets in that. I don't advise anyone outside of the human walking in my shoes, which is just me, to make these decisions accordingly. But that wasn't my authentic space. Like I trust I'm on the path right now. And I have been blessed to have supported parents to let me follow my own wild, crazy path and whatever I thought I was supposed to be doing, who knows, winning championships or whatever, which didn't go that way, but I thought I was supposed to be doing it. But it's wound during the right way. So I, I do think I'm fortunate in that I wasn't overly pressured to be any which way. And I see a lot of families and parents and even culturally, a lot of cultures outside of America, there is a way you're supposed to be doing things. So it's not good or bad. I think we just have to level up and get in touch with ourselves and know what we want to be doing. Life is too short to not to not be pursuing what you authentically want to pursue. And, you know, it ultimately leads you to self-actualization to waste no time. 14, not being more romantic. Relationships end for a variety of reasons, but few people will tell you that they wish they had been less romantic after all is said and done. In fact, skipping those little chances to show someone how special they are to you in a romantic gesture is often a major regret later in life. I love this one. I would even chalk it up. Romance obviously is usually for a romantic situation, but telling your family, telling your friends, I really appreciate you. You've done so much for my life whatever, or bringing a flower, writing a small note. There's so many times in my life when my friends out of the blue have just dropped off gifts or shown up with flowers. And oftentimes it was like a tough day and it's like universe, God, Madonna, whatever you believe knew. And they showed up right on time to show a little love. And it made uh, a huge difference in my world. I remember it in speaking right now. So these, some of these little tiny gestures are actually really, really huge. So lean into the romance y'all. 15, not finding fulfillment values. They say, whether it's never, whether it's never pursuing the right job or not finding hobbies that spark your interest, a lack of fulfillment is a major regret for many people. They might have allowed their limiting beliefs or others' opinions to get in the way of them achieving goals, explains therapist Emma DeMar, LMSW. Consequently, they end up feeling like they have not lived their lives in a way that made them feel fulfilled and truly happy. To me, this would be number one. If you are not feel, feeling fulfilled right now, you are not alone in this. I've done a ton of work around questioning my purpose. Why am I here? What am I doing? And I'm a pretty laid back human overall. 
But right around like 30, I got into this like, okay. And I was seeing the impact of social media and some of the ills of our world coming to the surface. And I was like, time out. What are we doing? Why are we here? What's going on? So I spent a lot of time and money. And this is why I'm passionate about the core values thing. It's not expensive. It does take a lot of time. Ironically, I found it a little late. But to really get down to what I authentically care about, and that does take an outsourced source, in my opinion, to help you kind of reveal those layers of what you care about. So at the end of the day, you are feeling fulfilled. Most things are purposeless if it's not in alignment with what you truthfully want. And that means it's really wasted time. So get clear on what you want, what you care about, and invest in the right people. It really does come down to how we're treating people. So get the right causes, get clear on what you want, and invest in the right things. And you can't do that without knowing where you're stemming from, what your core values are, what you, how, what fulfills you. You can't chase the fulfillment if you don't know what fulfills you. So get in it. 16, being too tough on yourself. This is everyone. Everyone can be self-critical from time to time, but if you let those harsh, harsh criticisms dictate the way you, you've lived your life, odds are you're going to, it's good. You're going to regret it. The regret is that so much time has been wasted being your own worst enemy instead of learning how to truly love yourself. You know, hashtag self-love is out there. It's overkill at this point. But I do think the older we get, the more we can appreciate exactly who we are, even the flaws, the craziness, the ums, the ahs, all the things you hear on my podcast. It's me. We're here. It is what it is. And you just have to learn to love yourself. And I really do believe the more you love yourself and so much is about relationships, the more you can show up in these relationships that matter to you because you're secure. You know where you're coming in. You know how you feel about you and you want to share that love with other people. So lean into self-love. 17, not seeking help sooner than God in 2022. This is a cool thing or better be our young people. There's mindfulness apps. There's all things about support and hotlines and helplines. Ask for help. We are out there. It is such a miss. If you listen to my last podcast, when Karen talked about, uh, or the podcast before that, the happiness mentor, we, the, the number one thing that leads us uh, astray is we think we're in this alone. We think we're the only ones feeling a certain way and we're not. There's billions of humans. We're not special in our feelings. Go out there, ask for help. People are here to help you. While de- and this is what they add. While deciding to get counseling can be a tough decision to make, many people regret not doing so sooner when they finally realize how much it improves their life. Most people wait until they are in a desperate place to seek out help, explains therapist Whitney Owens. And almost every client tells me they wish they had come earlier. If you're an athlete, you know that you warm up before a game, you can go get some stretching done. You do some pre-work to be prepared for the game. Mental therapy is just the same. If you're feeling a type of way or you just want someone to talk to in the regular, find the right therapist for you, find the right life coach, find the right friend group, find the right something that supports you in the right way. So before you get to life's disasters, which we all know that's going to happen, it's coming and it, we're going to have these ebbs and flows. You have your team there. It's not that big of a deal. And I, again, I promise you, whatever we're feeling, we're feeling, someone else is feeling it too. So collectively we can feel it together, figure it out and move forward. 18, quitting school. While the idea of sitting in a classroom, taking tests may not appeal to everyone, missing out on educational opportunities is actually a major source of regret for many people later in life. According to research published in Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin in 2008, education was the number one category in which study subjects cited regret compared to career, romance, parenting, self-improvement, and leisure. This is interesting to me. 2008 was a long time ago, so I'm just going to asterisk with that. With that. And... I do think people, it's not even, to me, it's not even about the resume that's, oh, I'm educated. It's just not, it's you taking time for you to learn and level yourself up and all the experience that comes with education, the humans you meet. I got to play sports in college. So there was that, like there's 
a multitude of benefits around the pursuit of that education that comes through. And this doesn't need to be like a four-year traditional university. Go to a trade school, go get your real estate license, go take an online course or whatever. Do your core values. <laughs> That's quick. It's only 30 minutes. So I don't know if we can count that as education, but self-education, you know, I'm here for it. Just take some time for you. I, I, it's interesting to see me to see how much relationships play a role in this list. And then now this is one that's, you know, education was prioritized above that. So that's interesting. Go educate yourself, y'all. 19, not accomplishing more. Although it's a subjective matter, many people find themselves regretting not achieving certain accomplishments as they age, what troubles people later in life and the chance they did or did not take or achievements they didn't accomplish, explains Karen R. Koenig an MD, a licensed therapist, motivational speaker, and international author in Sarasota, Florida. In fact, according to a 2008 study, 2018 study published in the Journal of Emotion, 72% of adults surveyed expressed regret over their perceived failure to live up to their own ideal self-image. I think this one's tough. This is the balance of wanting to do more and also loving yourself where you're at. So keep that balance. I think this is like the relationship thing where we want that, where we want, we're seeking it, but it doesn't over consume who we are, what we want. So go accomplish things that maybe don't beat yourself up too much, but do go after your dreams. I think I know that would be a regret of mine uh, at 41. So at 42, if I'm not chasing them, which we are, I'd be mad. We don't need to get to 50 to know that one. Number 20, not trying to land that dream job, being turned down from a job never feels good. However, what's worse in the long run is never trying at all. According to the Aligned Survey among a group of 3,000 Americans, 38% of study subjects admitted that they wished they had taken more career risks. I will say career, you can put to just life in general, like asking the person out, go get after the job, maybe adopt that fourth dog, uh, go for the third kid. I don't know, go for whatever it is that you want. If you want something, go out there and ask for it. If someone says no, F them, like go on to the next thing. And again, if it's not, it's not working out for a reason, then okay, then you move on. Universe God Madonna is working and doing its thing. And we've got to intentionally show up and take what we want or at least ask for it. So go get that job. 21, working too much. I already learned this one. Thank goodness. The article says, sure, it may seem like working consistently will get you where you want to be and where you want to go in your career. But when looking back at their lives, few people said, I wish I had spent more Saturdays at the office. Uh, palliative career nurse, Bonnie Ware writes in her blog, working too hard at the expense of personal life is one of the most commonly cited regrets among the dying. All of the men I nursed deeply regretted spending so much time on their lives on the treadmill or in a, or in a work existence, she, she notes. I've learned this because I had a deep burnout with all things work because I really do love what I get to do. And I love to get to walk my dogs. I love social time. Find that balance. We don't, you're not gonna wish you worked more at the end of the day. You've gotta be intentional, pay bills. We know, but find a balance to not work all the time. And I do think our young people are better at this because they don't care about Bentleys and spinners and rap videos with tons of expensive champagne. They'd rather be chilling, eating a corn dog on the couch. And I'm okay with that. Number 22, not saving more. It's also something I've leaned into as an entrepreneur. You've always got to have that backup, especially when a pandemic's coming through. So now we know, get that nest egg. Article adds, it may not be fun or glamorous in the moment, but saving some extra cash might help you alleviate some regrets in your later years. It turns out money issues, including not saving enough for retirement, are among the biggest regrets people have later in life. 
Uh, one 2019 study by Naxius Investment Managers found that the average 45-year-old wants to retire at 64, but has saved just $166,000. That means that in order to retire with just under $1 million, $1 million they'll need to save at least $42,000 a year. Well, that sounds like a lot. Uh, $42,000 a year that you're saving. I will openly admit that I'm not saving $42,000 a year, but I will be because we're putting that into universe. And I don't know if that counts for one k or I don't know, but that just seems like a lot. So cheers to saving. And if you're above that, which I do think a lot of my friends are, you're out here. Entrepreneur, there's some ebbs and flows if you're entrepreneur because my, or any entrepreneur situation, it isn't ebbs and flows. So you got to get that situation on lock. And I've definitely gotten better over that in the last 10 years, but it is a learning curve. If you have the more traditional situation, you should be good. But regardless, let's everybody save some more because we just saw in 2020, we don't know what's coming. Have that nest egg. 23. Missing out on investment opportunities, not snagging Google stock when you had the chance, you're not alone. People tend to regret not making them not making the most of their financial assets as they get older. We often regret the chance not taken, says Robin. This is true. I have a lot of good friends that are well deep into Bitcoin and crypto and the stock market and different housing investment opportunities. Be smart with your money. There's a plethora of educational tools out there to just have money sit in a savings account is not the way to go. There's inflation and a whole bunch of other stuff. That's a whole other podcast, but there's a lot of really great ways to invest your money and you can do it safely with super diversified portfolios, blah, blah, blah. This is not my area expertise, but I know enough that you don't want to just have your money sitting in a savings account. Maybe have some of it, but then get, get into some of these attractive, safe, stable investment opportunities. Do some digging. It's worth it. 24, not taking vacation. I think this is everybody as well. According to a 2014 study conducted by Glassdoor, the average American employee only takes about half of their allotted time off work. And those who don't use their hard-earned vacation time to get true R&R feel similarly exhausted. When Priceline released their work-life balance report in 2018, they found that 41% of people reported that obligation, in quotations, trips, i.e. weddings, bachelor parties, baby showers, et cetera, were among their top regrets when it came to how they used their paid time off. Um, that's interesting. So I think they're saying obligation stuff was things they regret. This is really interesting because I'm here for weddings. All the people, I mean, this might sound harsh, but I truly care about. Sometimes we're just invited to things though. That it's just an obligation. I haven't seen you in 10 years and now you want me to be in your wedding and it's X amount of dollars. It's X amount of weekend days. It's all good. And I think as grown adults, we need to have our good boundaries of like, actually, I'm not going to spend $10,000 and 14 weeks building up to this event for you because we haven't even spoke in X amount of years. And you might not even care about this event as much as you think you do. It's it's obligatory because your family or culture or what have you. And that's okay. I think we just need to personally be responsible for our own time and energy and know when if it feels like an obligation, maybe check in with yourself and maybe it's not a fit for you. And you can politely in a grown ass human way say, no, thank you. And that's okay. Boundaries are real and you don't need to feel obligated to anything. On the flip side of that, if you are missing things that are truly meaningful to you, go to that baby shower, go to that wedding, be involved. These are your friends. These are humans you care about. You're not going to get those moments back. So know that balance, probably do your core values. Number 25, 
not traveling more. Travel may be an expensive habit, but those who stick close to home often find themselves regretting it later in life. In the Align survey, 56% of the respondents said they would have traveled more if they had to do it all again. I think 2020 really made this clear for all of us. When we couldn't do anything, all of a sudden we were super inspired to go. The second (laughs) some things were lifted and we could fly, I think everybody was on a trip somewhere. It didn't matter if we were masked or vaxxed or we were doing every all the things just so we could get the heck out of wherever we were. So get on the plane and go travel. And also go experience other cultures, other humans, diversify your life. Everybody needs that. 26, not being more adventurous. An adventurous spirit is something that's inherent to some of those and not others, but many people wish they had figured out a way to tap into theirs. According to the Alliance study, not being more adventurous was cited as a regret by a quarter of the, the survey's participants. That's a lot. I you know, we get older and we start to get into our routines and get used to just doing stuff the same way over and over. Go get adventurous, lean into like what your kiddos do, your young self, go and enjoy life. Don't forget about the fun. That's the point. 27, and here you go, not being more spontaneous. Whether it's that time where you turned down a last minute Vegas vacation or your decision to not get up on that stage at a concert, a lack of spontaneity is often a major regret down the line. No one would, or would one expensive vacation really have been a bad idea? Asked Robin. Don't miss an opportunity to get on stage, especially if it's at a concert. You know, if I'm there and Whitney Houston song's playing, I'm going to be on the speaker. I'm going to be on the stage, probably getting kicked off 2.5 seconds later, but we did it. We're in it. Thank you, Tequila, for giving me the ambition to do so. But keep that spontaneity in your world. Go take the vacation. Don't don't pass up a trip on Vegas. Good grace. Be more spontaneous. 28, not eating healthier. As we age, many people also feel disappointed about not taking better care of themselves, particularly in terms of their food choices. Considering that diet is directly responsible for approximately 6,780,000 deaths in the United States alone each year, it's safe to say, it's safe to assume they would have opted for salads over cheeses if they could do things over. Uh, and it's 600,000 678,000 deaths. Good grace. It's a lot is what we'll go with. I think this is balance. I think you need to eat the cheeseburgers once in a while. And then it's like the 80, 20 rule, 80% of the time, go treat yourself healthily. If that's a word, eat, you know, eat to fuel. And then the other 20% enjoy the cheeseburgers. So find that balance. If you're eating cheeseburgers every day, that's a no. We got to, we got to lock and load there. 29 not doing more to maintain your well-being. Here we go, more health. Your health is one of those things you can really get back once it's gone. For most people, that leads to some serious regrets. According to a 1992 study published in the International Journal of Aging and Human Development, 13% of the study subjects admitted regret about not taking better care of themselves. Okay, so this is, I don't know why they're giving us stats from 1992. (laughs) Uh, That was a long time ago. Some of you may not even born if you're listening to this. I think I have a younger audience. Uh, 13% is still a lot. If I'm, and I think it'd be way higher nowadays if they pulled it. I do happen to be around a fitness group of humans. And just because you're like thin or you look fit does also not mean that you are healthy. Those are two different things. So as long as you are healthy, age to me is kind of like the number on the scale. It doesn't really matter. If you are healthy and you're walking around, you're feeling good about yourself and you're genuinely healthy. Again, not it's not about skinny or weight or age. You know when you're healthy and, and it could be your doctor telling you that, but I really think we know our bodies even better than most doctors, BMIs and all that. It's a whole other podcast. If you are healthy and you're feeling good, lean into it. And I think it's worth all the time and energy that goes in. I don't think it'll be a regret later in life. You putting that extra time and energy into taking care of your own health. So do it. 30, letting friends fizzle out, letting friendships fizzle out. 
With work, family commitments, and those fruitile attempts to find time to sleep, it's no wonder we have so little time for social interactions as we get older. However, try to maintain those friendships while you can. You're likely to regret missing out. It takes time for many people to realize how how vital our friends are to our well-being, explains Robin. When we face a life crisis or want to celebrate something wonderful, it is our friends who gather around us, our long-term friends who know us well and share our history, share our history matter more as we age. This is true. And this is something I've learned over the years. I've always put a lot of time, energy, and weight into my friendships. And as you get older, it's hard to do that with a lot of friends. So I think the group gets smaller, but my humans that I really care about and the ones you've probably heard them on turmeric and tequila multiple times, I do try and reach out and make time. Sometimes I can absolutely get lost in my whole of work and whatever else is going on and it's just got to drop off the face of the earth. But I have, I thankfully do have a lot of good friends that pull me out and be like, what are you doing? I'm coming over. Some friends will just show up. That happens a lot at the dollhouse, my house. So I'm thankful for that. Make time for those friendships because truthfully, the romantic relationships are amazing and it can be such a key to life. And your friends are the purest relationship. There's no incentive for them to show up. There's no physical sex or anything. There's no money. I mean, they are just straight up there to be friends with you. And it's friendships are just such a vital, crucial piece in our world. Cling to your friends. It's there's the absolute most amazing blessings in your life alongside personal um, relationships. So lean in or romantic relationships, I should say. 31, missing out on the little moments. This has to do with the pausing and pulling back. They add that time you went to that meeting instead of watching your daughter shine at her school play or those nights you stayed in when your friends went out and had a blast. Don't be surprised if those land on your list of regrets later in life. There is a reason we talk about bucket lists, says Robin. We want to build memories that we can savor and experiences that we shared with family or friends or perhaps or perhaps just memories that reminded us that we lived fully. This is true. Keep that balance. Keep that 10,000 foot view of life and not get too wrapped up into things you think matter because they probably don't if we just take some space and see what's really going on. Number 32, not getting to know people better. Shyness is inherent for some of us. However, those fears holding us back from meeting new people and explaining our social circles can plague us later in life. Don't be shy. If you need a little shot of tequila to make some friends, do it with balance, but get out there. And again, it's just like the rejection in the personal situation in 10 minutes is probably not going to matter or even maybe it will, but even in a year, it's not going to matter. So let that go. 33, not apologizing more. This is a balanced one because I think too many women in particular were saying sorry all the time. I certainly do. That's different. Apologizing, I think, is more in the meaningful space. The article adds, when you, uh, it says not apologizing more. And when you've done something hurtful to another person, few things feel better than offering a heartfelt apology and having the other person accept. Unfortunately, those who miss out on these opportunities often live to regret it. Well, kind of treading back to some people that have wronged me in life, not from victim stance, just from acknowledgement. There are actually few apologies that I've ever really received. I mean, maybe some here and there, but like things that I would consider betrayals or like tragic, dramatic moments, there weren't really apologize, apologies attached. And forgiveness is for sure there and, and letting go. Um, and there, there weren't apologies. So I hope I'm showing up. Perhaps I need to apologize more and dig into that. I, I think it's a big piece and it's kind of like asking for help or anything else. Put yourself out there, say your piece. And regardless of how it's received, ideally it's received positively and it's accepted. But if you show up and do your part, that's all you can ask for. So apologies, but you don't need to say I'm sorry about every little thing. Know the difference. 34, being ungrateful. Although many people tend to take their parents or family members for granted in the early parts of their lives, that feeling that you could have done more to express gratitude to someone you care about is a major source of regret later on in life. 
you really got to be grateful. This is one of my mom's core values before they even did core values. She said lack of appreciation and destruction were two things she would not ever tolerate. So I knew at a young age, those are two massive boundaries. So if you were going to break shit or not appreciate it, you were about to get whooped. Um, so we stand here grateful to this day. And I'm appreciative to my mom for instilling that in us. You got to be grateful. And if you're missing it out, you're missing really to the pipeline, the gold, the thrill, the major thing I think that keeps our heart moving is being gracious. So get that gratitude going. 35, worrying about what other people think, which just says worrying about other people's opinions. It's only natural to care about what other people think about you, but all those concerns about others' opinions are likely to fall into your regret regret category as you get older. Few people look back on their life and think, I wish I would have let other people's opinions factor into my decisions more. This is a good one to hear from all of us all the time. We can't help but people care what people think. I know I certainly do. And as we get older, it is easier to be like, mm, I really don't give an F. A, I'm probably tired or I'm focusing on something new. And we've already run that lap. So think what you want. We're secure in our space. We know our core values. We know where we're at. And I'm just going to do it. And guess what? Not everybody's going to love you. Not everyone's going to love me. But the ones that you do want in your world, the ones that matter for your existence will be there. Make your choice accordingly. 36, not standing up for others. Most people can think back to a time when they missed an opportunity to stand up to a bully. And that missed chance means someone else got hurt. Whether that's emotional, mental, or physical pain, that regret may follow you for a lifetime. Well, in 2020, we've had some major transparency on when we need to be speaking up and using our voices. So cheers to that. If you see something, say something, and let's stand up for everybody that may not be able to use their voice or let's use our voices to progress some of these larger conversations moving forward around diversity and equality because it needs to happen. It needs to happen now. So let's go stand up to those bullies. 37, or not standing up for yourself. Assertiveness is a skill that many people unfortunately learn too late in life. Falling to stand up for yourself, failing to stand up for yourself and what you believe in often ends up being a major regret amongst those who lack confidence. This is true. And I'm actually, I would consider myself a very confident person. Uh, however, I did take the backseat in many athletic and uh, business situations, whether it was because I felt I was the only female in the room or I actually was, or I didn't want to ruffle feathers or I just didn't feel like fighting another thing in the gym. You know, some of the times I, I did actually use my voice. I it just fell on deaf ears and I thought I just kind of let it go. There are many times I wish I would have not only said what I need to say, because I did often say my piece, but then really stuck to it and drew the hard line. If you're not going to listen, we out. So I didn't do that until later, but now we're here. Now we know boundaries and we're not going to be putting up with any BS. So lean into that early. If you're listening to this and you're young, have your boundaries, use your voice and stand up for yourself. You are worth it. 38, setting aside your passions. Not everyone can make a living doing the thing they love and that's not to be expected. However, that doesn't mean you don't that that doesn't mean you won't regret it. According to the Alliance data, 39% of the surveys respondents admitted that they regretted not following their passions later in life. Again, this is another thing I think our young people are good at. They're not chasing the billion dollars or whatever it is, the sole dream. They want their happiness. They want their freedom. They want to pursue things they're actually doing. So let's take note off our younger generations and chase the dream. And if you're in a spot where you are financially comfortable, go pick those passions up. Go draw, go do some art, go to the museums, go dancing, whatever it is, coach a class, coach a lacrosse team, get back to your passion piece. Life is too short not to be exercising those passions. And that passion is a butterfly effect. If you show up and you're passionate about coaching, those kiddos go home exercised and passionate about what their cause is or what they're doing or their conversation with their parents at the dinner table, one thing bleeds to the other. So live a life of passion. 39, muting your real personality. This is a big one. 
Your larger than life personality may not have a place at your buttoned up office job, but hiding who you truly are to the people you care about will rarely make you happy. Whether you're simply toning down who you are, who you really are, or you're pretending to like or dislike things just to avoid ridicule, you're bound to regret it as you age. This is a really hard one. We're in such a divided state in this world right now. It's hard to use your voice and speak up about your religious views, your political views. I don't know, whatever you're, the vaccine, the mask, who, there's so many things that we can mute ourselves in. And I really do try to navigate around some of those like larger podcasts or conversation. But being who you are, being your noxious neon pink, super blonde self, let it be. Again, we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea cup of tea, but I can't be your shot of tequila. It's one of my favorite sayings. You just got to be yourself and know that your real tribe, the ones you're supposed to be around are going to come through if you are your authentic self. I have, I'm working on this now. If you've listened to other podcasts, I've been compartmentalizing unknowingly and knowingly. So I think we do show up as a work version of ourselves, as an athletic version of ourselves, as a family version of ourselves. And I'm working to kind of let those all bleed together. It is a conscious process and it's nice. It's actually less exhausting just letting the wild animal be free. And of course, there's going to be context in some of our actions and how we roll through certain situations. For the most part, just be and continue to work to just let that authenticity come through. And then your other fellow wild animals are going to come through and it's a wild animal party. So we are all winning. 40, ignoring your instincts. That hunch you had about your so-called friend, that feeling you should have moved to a new city when you had the chance for many people, the decision to not listen to those gut feelings comes back as a major regret later in life. Your gut, your intuition, your energy, it's there. The answers are within. Listen to it. Lean into it. This is your warning right now. If you're on the cusp of a big decision, take the leap or sit with yourself, meditate, be still, be clear, and really feel what the answer is. It will come to you. And I think you just got to trust those instincts. 41, taking life too seriously you know, we didn't do too much of that. Although some things we did. So we learned that the hard way. We, I mean me, the article adds, taking your life too seriously really breeds the kind of happiness most people aspire to have in their lives. If you can't find yourself, if you can, if you can't find it in your heart to have a sense of humor about even the biggest challenges you face in life, it might turn into regret later on. As time moves us away from some of our most challenging points in life, you have to find a way to look back and laugh at at least some part of it and know like, man, I should have listened to my gut when that person was a total a-hole and I took the job anyways. I thought it might be different once I was there. And sure enough, it wasn't different. And there was 25 of those exact same humans. So then we had to work our way out of that. Or maybe it was, you know, I thought that was a really good person. I let them guy and that was the one that got away. I don't know. Either side of the coin, just don't take life too seriously. Find a way to laugh at it. Trust your gut and you know, move on to the next thing. 42, prioritizing practic practicality over fun. Of course, bills need to be paid and food needs to be put on the table. However, for many people looking back on their lives, always putting practicality first and fun second tends to be a serious regret. Well, this leads to the financial conversation. I've always, not always, I've most, a lot of times I've taken the leap, whether it was me fully investing in the, in the dream or the business or the athletic situation or not. And I have no regrets around it. I probably do not have as much safe as I want to. That being said, I have a whirlwind of stories. Lucky for you, audience listening. I think maybe some of my boring, I don't even know, but there's a shitload of stories there that where we, we, we took a, life, a lot of leaps on a lot of things. And this is where a lot of my experiences come from. Many of them were failures that have in turn led me to success. They were swift kicks in the ass that probably needed to happen or didn't need to happen, but I really didn't prioritize the fun over practicality. So balance with that, we probably got a little more practicality, but we're here now. Keep the fun in it. 
no one's going to ever go back on their deathbed and said, I wish I had less fun. So lean into the fun. 43, being unkind, knowing that you made someone unhappy in their lifetime can make you feel, can make, I'm sorry, knowing that you made someone feel happy in their lifetime can make anyone feel good. Knowing that you were unkind to someone and didn't take the steps necessary to fix it, that's a major source of regret. This is, well, everything's recorded nowadays, social media, Instagram, YouTube, podcasts. I mean, it's all out there. Take a moment to be kind. I think a lot of unkindness happens when we are in duress in our internal styles. Maybe something's going on in our own world and that gets passed off to somebody else. I do think humans are innately kind. It's usually just some sort of trauma or a bad day or something that weeds us down this road of unkindness or us treating others how they should not be treated. So pull back, do any healing or self-checking you need to do so we're operating in a kind manner in this world. It really, the worldwide needs it. And every little ripple effect of kindness can start by every little decision we're doing in ourselves and every little thing that we're doing to treat people a certain way. 44, not taking advantage of your youth. Hashtag Botox. They say youth is wasted on the young and that's undeniably true. While you may have thought you were uncool, unattractive and not so great at 18, in your later years, it's highly likely you'll regret not appreciating that fast metabolism or that lack of responsibility you had as a young adult. I'm still clinging to a couple of things at 41, judge, judge accordingly. That being said, you can take advantage of how you're never gonna be younger than you are right now in this moment. So I think we have a little bit of youth in all of us. If you're upright and breathing and moving around, you have youth. So cling to what you do have right now. Live it, have fun. Forget about your fast metabolism if it flew by. But just find a way to enjoy your young self and reflect on how phenomenal your young self was. There's so many things I was good at. There's so many things I had to learn and improve on, but there's so many great things that I had in my 18 year old self. I've talked many times about, I was just so mission driven in pursuit of my athletic and lacrosse goals. And there was nothing that was going to tell me an, another way. And I channeled that 18 year old self very often as my 41 year old, so your 41 year old self. So lean, I think, I think lean into some of the amazing things you did as a kiddo. You might surprise yourself when you reflect about some of the great big stuff and big adult decisions you made as a kiddo. 45, not being more present, something I work on to this day. Article adds, those hours you spent looking at your phone instead of being present, don't be surprised if you wish you had had the time back in your 50s and beyond. Get off the phone. I'm working on this. I think everybody is. Be present, be with your dogs, be with your kids, be with yourself, go on a walk, disconnect. 46, spending too much time worrying. This is everyone. Anxiety and stress are unavoidable for many people, but it's likely that you'll ha you'll hit your later years and wish you had spent more time worrying about, you You wish you, oh, okay, let's, let's unwind here. Unlikely that you hit your later years and wish you had spent more time worrying about things. So it's saying that you don't want to be worrying about things. I don't know if I'm reading this wrong, but that is the takeaway. According to 2016 report by Liberty Manual Insurance, Approximately 40% of the population worries every single day, but few wish they had wasted more hours doing so. I don't know anyone that wishes they would have spent more time worrying about stuff. That's a no. I don't know. And I, you know, I, I may, so I may agree or disagree with mostly studies. Overarching theme of this, I completely agree, but I don't think there's a single person that wishes they would have worried more. Maybe there is. I don't know. Worry less. 47, ignoring your personal happiness. Success is one goal, but it's not the only goal people should be working towards. If you're ignoring your own personal happiness in pursuit of success or to make others happy, the odds are the odds are good that you're going to regret the decision once, you once you're over 50. 
core values. I'm telling you all, get to know what success even means to you. Maybe that's marriage. Maybe that's a million dollars. Maybe it's your complete freedom and you live under a bridge. I don't know, but you need to get to know you. So you know what that success is. If you're chasing success and you're not even sure what that means to you, you're for sure going to be living in regret before you're 50. So lean into that and really know what your personal happiness means to you and chase it. Make that a part of your daily routine. My morning routine has been exponentially beneficial for my happiness. So find what yours is. 48, acting your age. Here we go. In our desire to be responsible adults, many of us wind up missing out on a, on a lot of life's fun. And while it may be nicer to have that white picket fence and nuclear family, never letting your inner child out to play is a serious source of regret for many. I am here to second that. Let's be young together. Botox, put on Whitney Houston, have a nice little sip of tequila or sparkling water. It doesn't matter. And let's dance around and have fun. It doesn't really matter. You don't need to act your age all the time. I guarantee your kiddos or the young people around you would relax, would love if you would relax and just enjoy some of the fun a little bit more. So let that, I think, I don't know if it's a stereotype, but like anything that's that adulting situation, we don't need to adult all the time. Go ahead and let it go. Let's kid. Uh, 49, not seeing someone before they died. While our, while our busy lives often get in the way of spending time with the people we love, it's well, it's well worth doing so. Not seeing one before their death is a major regret for many people and sadly, one of the few that can be remedied. This is a big one. I'm here for the hard conversations. This is a little bit of an aggressive ball drop, but if you need to hear this and there's someone that's facing a potential end in their near future or anything like that, make time. Find a way to go see them. It's not only important for them, it's important for you, but also setting that example for those around you to see that you made time is big. Showing up for me is like one of my biggest, most important things in all relationships, personal, professional, athletic, whatever, romantic, it's big. So I try and emulate that on the flip side, um, show up. And if someone's not showing up for you, go ahead and let them go. Next one. Number 50, not leaving a legacy. It's also hard to know what people will say about you and you're gone. Still, people will admit that not considering their legacy was a serious oversight. Whether you wish you'd had children, wish you had done more for the planet, or simply wish you had been kinder in life, the thought that people might have less than fond memories of you, or worse yet, no memories at all, can fill a person with regret. Luckily, at 50, you still have plenty of time to change your legacy for good. This is a big one. I don't, legacy to me sounds a little bit antiquated or archaic. I don't know. Uh, but the conscience conversation of what are you doing? What's your purpose? What are you leaving behind? You know, once you are gone, we're here for a blip on the radar. Are you going to have anything, any sort of positive impact that you've left behind or that people remember you by? For some reason, I think this is something that's always been on my mind, maybe not in these exact terms as a kiddo, but what are we doing? Like what, what point of impact, how are you useful to this world? One of my favorite quotes, I've said it many times is I'd rather it be said he lived usefully than died rich. Je uh, that was Jefferson. Yes. Really late in the day here. I think that's correct. But point is, what are you doing for this world? If you have a billion dollars or a million, you know, girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever you're doing, great. But what are you, how are you actually useful to this world? It's always been deeply important to me. I hope this podcast at minimum, even if you can't listen to the advice, they're like, she's hilarious or we think she's drunk and that's funny. I don't know. So hopefully you're pulling some sort of positive out of this. And if it's even, if it's a laugh, I'll take that. I'm here for it. Uh, hopefully some good life advice is coming through. But this is a piece of my impact. And I hope when I'm long gone and hopefully podcasts are still a thing, I think I'll have to set up for it to be paid for so someone keeps paying it. So it's still out there. I don't know. Maybe they even have that. Uh, Lipson, are you listening? Is there a thing where we can pay it forward? 
So if something does happen, then it's, it runs forever. I don't know. Anyways, not to get too ahead of my own self, but having that conscious mindset of what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And how is this useful? I think really plays into everything else on this list. How are we treating people? Are we being gracious? Are we being kind? Are we being more present? Uh, There's so many running themes in this list about how we're treating people, how we're treating ourselves, how we're treating our health some really mindful stuff. It's things we've heard a million times. And I I love this list because it can be constantly check in right now. So we can ideally avoid some of those regrets. You know, we'll have some no matter what, but this is a great opportunity to check in. And so much of it, as I said, is about how we treat people and one of those people being ourselves. So lean in, be a little bit kinder. I hope this list was good. I think it's a really great list to just kind of again, check in. And I'm sure I think all of them resonated. Everyone, every single one of them resonated with me. And it's a good reminder for me to pull back and really do what I care about. And that's treating people kindly and, you know, enjoying my life, keeping the joy and the fun in it. There is an exercise. I'm going to say it quickly on the mic right now, and then I'll let you run. And then I will print this out and it will be a part of the um, courses and resources on both KO Alliance and Turmeric and Tequila, but exercise. Here we go. This is just a lean into our awareness. Part one, list 10 things that you are grateful for. Write them down. So write that down on a piece of paper. Don't overthink it. Just sit down and write down 10 things. It doesn't need to be 50 words. It can be family, friends, car, paid off house, uh, the food on my plate right now, whatever. Then part two, read this list aloud on a different piece of paper. Sorry, it's still part of part one. So part one, write down your 10 things you're grateful for on a different piece of paper, list five to 10 things you want. So these are goals, marriage, million dollar house, car, freedom, less work. I don't know, whatever it is, list that down. So two different pieces of paper, two different lists. Part two, read list one aloud and then say, thank you. So read each thing, hear it, hear yourself say it. And then just say thank you and exist in that gratitude for a hot second. I say pause and feel the gratitude. Put this list somewhere where you can see it every day in the mirror as a bookmark. I have these little lists in my books that I read. So they are bookmarks. So I see them daily. I have them in my journal, but put this list, doesn't need to be long, everywhere. And I want you to be able to see it every single day. For the second part, read the list out loud and say, I'm sorry, for the, put this uh, somewhere you can see. And then on the second list, I want you to put it somewhere um, where it can be away. So it's the second list of things you want and put it away for three to five months. Take that list and put it, I don't know, maybe in a book you don't read or whatever. Set a reminder on your phone to go look at it three to five months from now and see uh, w- you know, what you want. Check in. Now that you've read that second list, you put out to universe, here's what I want. It's out there. Kind of just let the world, God, universe, Madonna do its work and then check in later. The takeaway of this is your goals, hopes, and dreams are out there in motion now uh, that you've said them out loud and you can come claim them. Check in with your current gratitude list. That's the, the first one to keep perspective and appreciation at all times and be recognized what's right here and now. Be intentional about being present and intentional about having goals. Be intentional about being gracious at all times or as much as possible. Trusting that getting or not getting your desires is exactly how it's supposed to be. So to wrap this fully up, yes, we want things and yes, we have to have goals and yes, we need to be present. And let's try not to be overly consumed by things that we don't have. Let's see what we do have. Take a moment to pull back because I know we're in this rat race. We're running, we're doing things. We want something so bad. It might be consuming us, a marriage, the CrossFit Games, a million dollars, some freedom, getting out of your job, getting out of the job. I don't know. Whatever the one thing is, take a second, pull back, let some of that consumption go. Let's get a balanced approach. Let's trust what's going on and be clear about what we want treat people well, treat yourself well. Let's make this world a little bit better of a place by being kind 
And that can start today. So today's day one. Have a great day. I hope this is a good takeaway. I'll have the exercises and this whole article if you want to read it in depth on the site. And I will see you next week. Cheers. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.